We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition, where the Thunder have dropped the first of two games to the Los Angeles Clippers, 120-106. to I'm your host for the, for the evening, Jacob Niffen. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at the underscore uncontested. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube where we're dropping highlight videos and having our live stream every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you subscribe there as well. As I mentioned, the Thunder dropped the first of a back-to-back game. It's not back-to-back as in like, two nights in a row, but two straight games in a row to the Clippers. Thunder lose the front end, 120-106. to They will play the Clippers again Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Nice, fun little matinee game, early afternoon game. Should be a good one. But let's dive into this one. The Thunder lose the game by 14. And this is a game where... When you look at the box score and you look at the overall stats, like the team stats, and you look down at the breakdowns by quarters, it tells one story when the game had a very different vibe to it. It felt like the Thunder really, really got down like really bad and then like could just never climb back over the hump. But when you look at the stats, it doesn't look that bad. Now, 
the Thunder lost this game. Let's be very clear. The Thunder lost this game in about the first, oh, 18 minutes, the first quarter and a half of the game. In the first frame, the Thunder lose 18 to 36. They get doubled up by the Clippers. The Clippers made everything early on, and the Thunder just could not hit a shot. And it was just, it was going in a very bad direction. The Clippers were going one way, the Thunder was going a completely opposite direction. And they just, it was like they got thrown in the deep end of the pool with, with ankle weights on, and they just could not get their head above water. It continued into the second quarter until the Thunder finally kind of stabilized and closed the gap. Um, Thunder actually win the second quarter by a point. They win the third quarter by four points, and then they lose the fourth quarter by one. So in quarters two, three, and four, this game was pretty tight. Actually, the Thunder win this this game uh, in the second, third, and fourth quarters. They, they outscore the Clippers in those last three quarters. Just the Clippers built such a massive lead early that really put the Thunder behind the eight ball and playing from behind the entire night. So I said that some of these stats are kind of surprising. Let's go through some of these team stats really quick. The Clippers shot 51% from the field and only 30% from three. Early on, though, and going into half, I think going into half, the Clippers were at like 64% from the field. So they really cooled off in the second half, like significantly. Uh, The Clippers scored 70 points in the first half, only 50 in the second Uh, So obviously a a significant cooling in that second half. Now maybe they took their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, Whenever you get up that much, teams tend to do that. That's that's kind of understandable. Um, But again, the Clippers only shot 30% from the three-point line this game. They were 10 of 33. They are the best three-point shooting team in the league. They shoot over 40% as a team every game. The Thunder can't bank on that going into Sunday. They caught a little bit of a break with the Clippers missing so many three-point shots. When you look at all the other stats, I mean, the Thunder outshot them by by threes. Uh, The Thunder were 33%. Clippers were only 30%. Um, The Thunder uh, out-assisted the Clippers 24-21. to Uh, Steals were even. Turnovers were pretty well even. Fast break points, uh, not a big difference, 5-10. to Points in the paint, 52-56. to Fouls, 21-19. to all these stats are very, very similar. And so you start to look at it and you're like, this doesn't really add up. The big one, though, was free throw, not free throw percentage, but free throws attempted and free throw percentage. The Thunder, 10 of 13 from the line. The Clippers, 24 of 25. Thunder get outscored by 14 points at the free throw line. The Thunder lose this game by 14 points. And that's where the difference is. That is where a massive difference is. The Thunder also shot nine more three-pointers than the Clippers. When you are shooting 42 threes a game, when half of your field goal attempts come from three, that means you're not driving to the basket. You're not getting inside. Therefore, you are lowering the percentage chance of you getting fouled. The Thunder just did not get to the free throw line. Uh, towards the end of the game, they only had like four free throw attempts. It was in kind of that last 10 minutes where they really started racking up some free throws. Thunder took 13 free throws on the night. Shea took six. The rest of the team combined took seven. Right, because Shea started to get downhill, his teammates not so much. So that really to me is a is a massive spot in this game. Uh, last post game, 
from the uh, the Denver game, I talked about some season trends that we were seeing. One that should be in there is this Thunder team is a perimeter-oriented team. They tend to space out and shoot threes. They are not a mid-range team. They are not, uh, I mean, they do get to the basket, but they're not shooting very many free throws. Uh, and that's evident because they're shooting more outside jumpers. Um, and, and that's just a, kind of the focus of this team. I mean, they have guys that shoot threes. They have, you know, Darius Baisley, Lugans Dort, George Hill, Al Horford, Mike Muscala. These guys are three-point shooters. And so whenever you, you space out more, you obviously just, you're not getting inside to where the chance of you getting fouled is higher because you're in a more confined space. Thunder really lost this game in the first quarter tonight and at the free throw line. I want to get more into the bigs that I was just mentioning in their three-point shooting uh, here in just a moment. But first, let's go through and talk about some of our, uh, I guess, our winners and losers from the night, our, our players that had great nights and our players that, that struggled a bit. So let's start with the guys that struggled. First up, we have Isaiah Roby. Now, Roby's stat line looks fine. Four of six field goals, eight points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, a plus three on the night, the only positive in the plus minus. But one thing we are seeing, and I know Roby is like by no means a starting NBA center, right? He's been fine. He is not starting NBA center, guys. He's like a fringe rotation guy. Um, you know, if he's playing for the Clippers, if he's playing for you know, I don't know, a team like Boston, he is a fringe guy who probably doesn't get consistent minutes. We are seeing that the the Thunder are just lacking, especially with Horford gone, they are lacking an inside presence. These past two games, they have just, Isaiah Roby's gotten bullied down low. Earlier this week by Nikola Jokic, tonight by Serge Ibaka. No fault of his own, right? The kid works his ass off, he tries so hard, he moves his feet, he makes the hustle plays. He's just outsized, and he is getting absolutely beat up. And that got me to thinking. I was thinking about this at the end of the game tonight. The Thunder this year have Isaiah Roby, who is an undersized center, probably shouldn't be playing center, probably should be more of a four. They have Mike Muscala, who is definitely a stretch big and doesn't go inside, although Mike had a nice dunk tonight. They have Al Horford, who's kind of a more of a pick-and-pop guy. He can bruise a little bit down low, but he's getting older. But that is so different from what the, the mold of center has been for the Thunder for the past decade. You look, they had Steven Adams, right? An absolute beast, a monster of a man, a bruiser who sets bone-crushing screens, who protects the paint like crazy, who is incredibly physical, pushes people around. I mean, Jimmy Butler called him the strongest mother effer in the league, right? And he learned from Kendrick Perkins. Another bruiser sets bone-crushing screens, protects the paint, bullies people, is very physical. They also had Nick Collison. Same mold, right? The Thunder at one point brought in Hashim Tabit. Same mold. They brought in Nerlens Noel, a paint protector, a guy who who wanted to try to get a little bit physical down low. And this year, the center rotation is so fundamentally different than what it has been in the past. And that's just fascinating to me. I wonder, 
is this a, a trend? Is this a change in direction and a change in philosophy by the front office? Or is this, this is a team that has started tearing down everything down to the studs, keeping the young guys, getting rid of all the vets um, in order to tank. I know there's probably some people out there that don't want me to say that word and are probably going to make a podcast about it, but it's okay. But they're tearing it down and they're tanking and this is just the leftovers you have. Is it that? Or is it a fundamental shift from the front office that they want more rangy, perimeter-based bigs? It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know the answer to it, right? I don't know if any anybody besides like the Thunder themselves know the answer to it. Just- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presti still want a bruising type of big. Or is he modernizing and looking to more get a, a stretch kind of guy? And if that's his goal, to get a kind of stretch kind of guy, one of those fringe type of dudes that can play a little bit inside, a little bit outside, there's a guy in this upcoming draft you go get, right? And Evan Mobley, because he fits that perfectly. So I'm going kind of long here on the stats of Isaiah Roby. That's, that's kind of led me down this rabbit hole. But I think that's significant. I really do. It's such a different dynamic than what they've had in the past. And it's fascinating to see. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out moving forward. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Let's look at another negative from this this stat line tonight. Uh, Alexei Pokashevsky. Only 15 minutes. He had three points, three assists, a block, a turnover. One of four from the field. Man, Poku's shooting numbers are going to be horrific this year. And that's okay. That's okay, right? Again, I stress this every time I'm on the podcast. I'm going to do it again here. Kid's 19. He's the youngest player in the league. It's going to take him time. Do not expect him to be good this year. 
Hell, don't expect him to be good next year. He is a project. He's going to take time to develop. Right? It's going to be a while until Poku gets there. And that's okay. I'm glad that he's getting the experience. Tonight, though, he got exposed a little bit defensively. I felt like it was the first time he really, we really saw like glaring defensive holes. And that's because the Clippers are a really freaking good team, right? And he was getting matched up uh, on really hard positions. Like he had to guard Lou Williams one position. I was like, oh God, all Lou's going to do is like hezzy step back and Poku's going to go flying in the other direction. He struggled a bit tonight. That's okay. I am glad he is out there struggling because through the struggles, he learns and he gets better. So that's all right. I'm okay with Poku struggling a little bit. Not too much of an issue there for me. Our guy, Kenny Hustle, zero points, one steal, one assist, three rebounds, only nine minutes tonight. Kenny didn't do a whole lot of work. He did get into a little of a scrap with Marcus Morris, though. And of course, of course, Marcus Morris gets into a little scrap. That guy doesn't go five minutes without getting pissed off at something, right? But Kenny Hustle would have given him the business. You don't fight a man with a mullet. There's one thing that I've learned in Oklahoma. You don't fight a man with a mullet. You'll get your ass beat. Don't do it, Marcus. So not not much from Kenny tonight, but enough with the negatives. There's some people, some players that I really want to focus on tonight. So let's dive right in. First one, I want to talk about Teo Maladone for a second. Teo got 19 minutes tonight, scored five points, was only two of seven from the field, one of two from three, but he had five rebounds, two assists, and a steal. At the end of the second quarter, for quite a while there, not not at the very, very end, but like middle to like towards the end of the second quarter, they had a lineup out there that instead of having Baisley, had Maladone and the starters. And it was an interesting lineup. It's like Coach keeps trying to find minutes for Maladone with Shea, with Lou, uh, with George Hill. And I think that's fascinating. I think they think really highly of Teo. He had some really smart plays tonight. He had one dribble or one pass tonight where he was dribbling right-handed, drove into the lane, and without putting both hands on the ball, went like off the dribble and fired a dart over to Lou Dort uh, in the opposite corner, who then swung it up to, I want to say, maybe George Hill for a three. But it was a really, really high IQ pass. And we keep seeing these flashes from Maladone. He is very consistent. He's very consistent. He always looks like he's kind of under control when he's on the court. He never looks too flustered, too rushed, too over his head. That's really big for a kid his age. And so I really like what we're seeing from Teo. I, you know, if you ask me right now, what is Teo's most likely, um, like what what is the ceiling that he's going to realize? I think he's solid, solid backup point guard, solid bench point guard. Monte Morris-esque from, from the Denver Nuggets. That's really good for a guy that you take at 34th overall in the draft. It's really good. Could he develop into more to that? Of course he could. He could also fall way short of that as well, right? But with his age and his poise, just really impressive. I, I really enjoyed what I saw from him tonight. Another guy I want to talk about, we got to talk about, the two big guys. The two guys that I think are kind of separating themselves as the future of the franchise. You know we're going Lou Dort here. 
19 points, 7 of 13 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3, 3 rebounds, and an assist. Lou keeps showing offensive growth that I didn't know that he had. It has been very, very impressive from Lou. The shooting is keeping up, guys. We're at game, what, 14 now? 13, 14, something like that? And he's keeping it up. Three of seven from three again tonight. His percentage isn't dipping. I don't think he's an over 40% three-point shooter. But that's where he's at. About, what, a little under 25% of the way into the season. Very impressed by Lou. His ability to put the ball on the floor and attack the basket has been impressive. Everything he's done has been very, very impressive. He was matched up on Kawhi Leonard tonight, and God bless his soul. Lou played great defense. We know he plays great defense every night. He's given up some size to Kawhi, probably about three or four inches. Played great defense, but Kawhi still just went off. He Kawhi just has that that mid-range. He just rises up over everybody, and Lou's putting his body on him, getting a hand in his face. Didn't matter. I thought Lou had a great game. I was very impressed. He's just, man, he's so good. He's been, I did not expect this. Um, our friends over at the Timeline Podcast, they're a Phoenix Suns pod, were tweeting out something today. What's Lou Dort's trade value on that contract? And it's got to be really, really high. Like, he's incredible. So, shout out to Lou. He's been awesome. And then last, we got to talk about the guy who is really starting to blossom, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Ends the night 13 points on over 50% shooting, 11 of 20 from the field, 40% from 3, 2 of 5, perfect 100% from the free throw line, 6 of 6, had 3 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. Shea was just good, man. He was just freaking good. There was a point there, was it in the fourth quarter? It's like three straight possessions. He just went straight at Marcus Morris and cooked his ass every time. It was like, man. He's got it. Like, I was skeptical. I was a little skeptical, right? We all were, I think. Is Shea, like, the second best player on the team? Can he be a third best player on the team? He's showing that, like, he's got it, and it's impressive. And I've harped on this. I know a lot of people on Twitter have talked about this. Like, I want to see Shea be more aggressive. We keep saying, like, man, he's not shooting the ball a whole lot. I want to see Shea get more field goal attempts. I want to see him be, be more aggressive and look for his shot. He did that at the end of the first half tonight. He had 12 field goal attempts at halftime. Uh, I think he had four, two or four free throw attempts at halftime. Um, he really got aggressive looking for his shot. And man, he was cooking everyone in front of him. I mean, the Clippers just couldn't guard him. And you know what's the most impressive thing to me about Shea tonight? I watched the game tonight with my dad. And I mentioned this to him when this happened. Shea was flat out just cooking their asses at the end of the first quarter, first half. Just going off. Goes into halftime. Comes back out. There was a play early on in the third quarter where the ball got swung to Shea, who was guarded by Kawhi Leonard. And he flat out just blew Kawhi Leonard off the line, got past him off the dribble, left him in the dust. Shea's already been cooking. He's got like 14, 16 points. Everything's going his way. He's scoring the ball at will. He just beats one of the best defenders in the game off the dribble, heading to to the, the rim to either score a basket or probably get fouled by Serge Ibaka. 
And instead of attacking and trying to score, as soon as the defense rotates, he just makes a simple dump-off pass over to Darius Baisley. And I looked at my dad and I said, man, this is, this is what's impressive about Shea. This is a young kid, early 20s, who knows how good he is, works incredibly hard on his craft, has it going, has all the confidence in the world. If that's me, 12 times out of 10, I'm taking that shot. And I'm talking shit when I'm doing it too. But Shea comes off and he just makes the correct basketball read and just swings the ball. And I told my dad, I was like, that's what's impressive. This kid could just try to chuck up another shot. The team's getting blown out anyways. He could just go for it, right? Who's going to tell him no? But instead, he makes the right basketball play. He swings the ball. I can't remember if he got an assist on the play or not. But he just made, made the right read, and he didn't force it. How many early 20-year-old kids who are really good at something don't force it, right? Like, it's just very, very impressive to me how cool, calm, and collected he is. This is straight out of the Chris Paul handbook. 100%. I mentioned this on the pod the other night. Uh, I didn't get any backlash for it, surprisingly. That's a LeBron-type play. I'm not comparing Shea to LeBron. That's a LeBron-type play. To make the correct basketball play instead of forcing it because you're confident and you have it going. Incredibly impressive from Shea. And I think the coaching staff in the front office looks at things like that and says, man, we have a very, very mature young man. And that's awesome. Like, that's the kind of player you want. Yes, you like having the guys that can get going when they get hot. They just start shooting the ball and and it goes in like crazy. A Colin Sexton type game from the other night, right? 100%. We see Lou Will do this. Uh, We saw Jamal Crawford back in the day do that where he gets hot. and Just every time he touches it, it's going up. But to have somebody, to have the self-awareness, to know they've got it going, but to continue to get their teammates involved and make the right basketball play because it's the right play to make, that's big-time stuff from a 30-year guard That's for the first time has the keys to the team. That is big-time stuff. And I think as Thunder fans, we need to look at that and say, man, that kid's special. That kid is special. That is exactly what you want from your franchise player. Couldn't be more happy with Shea. Incredible night. He's really, at the beginning of the season, you know, he struggled a little bit with some inefficiency. But since then, man, he has turned it on. He struggled a little bit in Denver. And then tonight comes out, goes over 50%. I think 50, I think that's 55%. I don't, I'm not great at math, but I think 11 of 20 is 55%. Has just looked awesome. Very, very happy for the guy. Um, He's eligible for an extension this coming off season. And my man's going to get maxed. You know, the thunder are going to come to him with that five year max contract. Uh, it's going to happen. So Shea will be around, I believe for a while. Thank goodness, because I love watching him play. With that being said, I didn't take any Twitter questions tonight because it was such a late, late game and a late ending. So, um, sorry about that. But if you have questions that you want to get into us, join us Sunday at 9 PM central time. We will be live on YouTube. You can also find the stream on Par- on Periscope, on Twitter, and on Facebook. So come join us, hang out, ask questions in the chat. Uh, we will be going live that night after the Thunder take on 
the Los Angeles Clippers for the second time. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you so much. We're already having a great 2021 over here at the Uncontested, and that's all thanks to you guys. So we appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Hey, those COVID numbers in Oklahoma are coming down. Let's keep that up. We will talk to you guys Sunday night after the second round of Thunder Clippers. So come join us, hang out, have a good time. And until then, enjoy your weekend. And as always, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.